This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Well, we have breaking news in the Fawny Willis, Fulton County DA, special purpose grand jury issue looking into election interference by Trump, Giuliani, Lindsey Graham, and 17 others. There's a hearing today in front of Judge McBurney, who is supervising the process. And the issue on the docket was whether the now completed, after seven months, special purpose grand jury report with all of its recommendations concerning all of the witnesses and all of the targets should be released to the public in whole or in part. The media intervened and asked for its release, citing general precedent that the public should always know about things that go on in the court system, and that is a general rule of thumb, except where there's extraordinary circumstances on the other side. And in the hour and a half hearing that just concluded, Fawny Willis herself spoke for about 10 or 15 minutes, leaving the bulk of the argument over to her colleague, an assistant district attorney, to handle. But her words were powerful, and she made it clear at the very top of the hearing, in response to questioning by Judge McBurney, that she is against the release of the report. And she cited a couple of main reasons. But in those statements, we, we uh, have a lot of content. They did a lot of work in terms of telling us that indictments are imminent against multiple defendants in this case. And we can think of the top four right off the bat. Giuliani, Trump, Lindsey Graham, people like Stone, and the rest. So that is the focus of the hearing. Hour and a half, 10 minutes from Phony Willis, but boy, did she say a lot in a little amount of time. She told the judge that she was against the release of the report, which she says was a investigative tool, not a formal indictment or presentment under Georgia law, and that while the media and the public obviously have an interest in the report and in the future prosecutions, at the current time, she's very concerned about fairness to future defendants. She didn't say possible future defendants, as if she hasn't already started to make up her mind about whether to prosecute. She said future defendants. She said there are multiple defendants that she is concerned about the fairness of them getting a proper trial and not having it reversed on appeal. She was very candid about wanting to have an airtight presentation and prosecution and not buy a appeal, buy an appeal in the future. She also told the judge in just this 10 minutes or so of presentation that her decision to exercise her prosecutorial discretion as to whether to seek the indictment of any of the people that were the focus of the special purpose grand jury, that decision or decisions are imminent. I mean, she basically sat down after that, but she walked through the ju- she walked the judge through the procedure that she used, the diligence that she used to ensure a fair trial. <clears throat> she started with, I made it, I told everybody a year and a half ago I was going to make a quick decision about whether I was going to seek a special purpose grand jury. I then sought a special purpose grand jury for a limited amount of time, and I didn't go over that amount of time. I completed my special purpose grand jury within seven months, and I haven't released any information to the, to the press, to the media along the way, because I'm worried about, as she said, the fairness to future multiple defendants upon which she is going to make imminent decisions to indict or seek the indictment or not seek the indictment. And to be clear, She cannot indict off of this report. 
So the battle in the courtroom is not whether she's going to indict over it. Whether it's released or not released to the media is completely irrelevant to the decision as to whether Fawny Willis and her office are going to impanel a regular grand jury, which has the power of indictment, which this grand jury does not. It's an investigative body only that issues a report. If she seeks a regular grand jury, which she no doubt off of today's hearing will, she will seek a regular grand jury. She will use the report as her guide. She will present the report to the grand jury. She doesn't have to bring the 70 witnesses back into the regular grand jury or all this evidence. She can give them the, I'm guessing, a couple of thousand pages or more properly indexed and outlined report. We're guessing a little bit here. There's only two people on planet Earth, well, three, um, that have seen the report. Judge McBurney, today's presiding judge, um, Fawny Willis, and um, the printer. Other than that, it's it hasn't touched many hands at all. In fact, they joked about that a little bit in the hearing. Fawny Willis then just sat down and let her colleague get up and discuss the esoteric issues that were concerning to the judge about whether this is a document that needs under Georgia law to remain secret or not, whether it was a general presentment or not, because if it's a general presentment under Georgia law, right, then the judge under Georgia Code 15-1280 needs to um, publish it. I don't think based on the way the judge handled the questioning, although he was very cagey about his thought process and where he's currently leaning, I don't think he's going to find that this was a general presentment requiring him to publish it. So the next step in the process under Georgia Code is it a public document, a court document that requires publication? Because most court documents require publication. Fawny Willis and her team pushed back and said it is an investigative tool at best. It is a complete report in the sense the report's complete. But the investigation that the office, Fawny Willis's office, is conducting, he admitted, her colleague, he admitted that they were not even at the point of having properly digested and ingested all of the information in this huge, voluminous report into their own investigative work to make the decision whether to indict. That was still a work in progress, meaning it sounds like Fawny Willis is the only one that's seen it. It is voluminous. She hasn't been able to unpack it all and digest it. She wasn't there for every day of the presentation of the evidence or reviewing the transcripts. So now she's in the process since the work concluded at the end of December. We're only three weeks into January at getting her heart, hands, and mind around the report and the underlying evidence testimony and and uh, witness transcripts. And from there, she will methodically make her decision. This is what the colleague for Fawny Willis, Mr. Wakeford, Mr. Wakeford argued in his back and forth with the judge, which the judge invited. The judge is a sort of informal in the way he conducts these types of hearings. He laid out at the top that he's struggling with whether this is a document that can remain secret, whether it should be published, and what is it? What kind of animal is this report of a special purpose grand jury? You'd think that the Georgia legislature in adopting these statutes in the 1970s in response to organized crime law reform around the country. It was around the same time that Georgia adopted 
the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act for Georgia, the RICO statute. They also adopted these different types of grand juries that they would have like spelled out. And the grand jury, special purpose grand jury, shall prepare a report. That report will be considered an investigative tool only. It's, it, it'll be considered a draft. The the ultimate indictment is will be published, but this document will not be published. It will remain secret until the um, prosecutor makes her ultimate decision. There's that's nowhere in the statute. That's why they're struggling, in in trying to apply a 1970s law in 2023. And there's very little precedent because there's very little. You know, there haven't been a lot of special purpose grand juries in the state of Georgia, so there's not a lot of case law about it. So at one point, the judge is trying to wrap his arms around and head around federal case law about the Jan 6 committee and different things like that, about whether that, you know, that report is the same as this kind of report. So they're doing all sorts of academic exercises in the courtroom. But fundamentally, the judge is struggling with whether this is a secret report or it is a public document that requires publication. I think he's over the issue of whether it is a general presentment. I don't think he thinks it's a general presentment requiring publication. And the media was the only other ones in the courtroom today. And their lawyers for the media, of course, they want to get their hands on this thing. They argued that the overwhelming um, uh, position in court proceedings nationwide is that information is public and it all should be public. And then they had a, he had a fight with the judge, you know, in a friendly, professional, collegial manner, about what is the burden of proof that has to be proved in order to keep this thing secret and confidential. The judge now understands that Fawny Willis wants it kept confidential. She doesn't want her hand forced. She said she doesn't want it to negatively impact her investigation. She doesn't want it to unnaturally speed up her investigation or her decision-making about her investigation. She is very protective, as she should be, about her decision-making process. That's why at the very beginning of the hearing, the only time she was heard from, Phony Willis laid out how methodical and how painstaking and how deliberative and deliberate her thought process was in reaching the decision whether to even ask for a special purpose grand jury. And she doesn't want to be rushed now. She doesn't want to be stampeded now into making a decision because this thing gets out in the press, takes on a life of its own, and she's forced to do something before before it's time. It's an interesting position to take. I mean, there was one argument before the hearing that maybe Fawny and her office would want it published to give her some political cover when she makes the ultimate decision that it looks like she's going to make to indict multiple defendants, her words, in imminent time, in an imminent fashion, Phony Willis's terms. So they're coming. And if they're coming against Graham and Trump and Giuliani, the top three or so, you know, the release of it would give her a little bit of a political cover, but she doesn't want that. She is more um, concerned with protecting, the side of a great prosecutor, protecting the fairness of the process, to protecting justice, as she called it, protecting the rights of even the defendants, not proposed, maybe sort of kind of future defendants, real defendants. That's the phrase she used, real defendants that are going to come out of this process. But she doesn't want to be rushed. She might not make the decision, you know, given given her own timeline, she may not make the decision to seek the indictment of Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and Lindsey Graham, maybe, until February, maybe end of February, maybe beginning of March, Whenever she's ready, we talk a lot about prosecutors not being pushed 
and not be, and when they're not ready to exercise that tremendous responsibility that prosecutors are given in our legal system and our system of justice to make a decision whether to seek to remove the freedom of another U.S. citizen or another citizen. It's a weighty decision. They don't like to be pushed and they don't like to be rushed. Alvin Bragg didn't want to be stampeded into making a decision about Donald Trump having only been on the job 90 days by his you know, prosecutors that he inherited that were pushing for him to do it. We saw an example of it there. Um, Merrick Garland isn't going to be pushed and indict Donald Trump or others until he's ready to do so, until the case is ready to do so. And Phony Willis is another example, is not going to be pushed and stampeded into prosecuting a case that she's not ready in her heart, in her mind, in her gut to, to go after. She's only going to indict if she thinks she can win it. And who are the multiple defendants that she cited at the beginning of the hearing, the only 10 minutes that she spoke? Who knows? She had 70. She told 18 people that they were targets. We know at least three of them are Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and Lindsey Graham, and that the decisions are imminent. We know all of that. And where could the indictments go? Let's just end it on this. I'll tell you one thing that Fawny Willis is known for. She's sort of an expert on a very expansive body of criminal law in Georgia called the Georgia Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act statute, the RICO statute. And the RICO statute, which originally was passed to go after organized crime, has been used, in, and, and many people would say what Donald Trump is doing and has done is organized crime. And it can be used outside of the mafia and all those other movies we like to watch on television. It can go after other people and other types of crimes. You have to have a predicate act, at least one, and a pattern of racketeering activity. The predicate act here is obvious. The phone call by Donald Trump that was recorded to Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, to ask to help him find 12,000 votes to turn the election is a predicate act. It is a crime in Georgia to make a false statement or a fraudulent statement to a member of the government, local, state, or otherwise. So you got the predicate act. She's got the pattern around the predicate act because she's got all the other emails, phone calls, fake electors, uh, fake electors, lawsuits, Giuliani presentations. Those are all of the patterns. She's got the predicate act and she's got the patterns. And RICO is very broad in Georgia. You can use anything as a pattern, a state crime or a federal crime, both or one or the other. And it's a 20-year sentence under RICO. How do I know that Fawny Willis is an expert at RICO and likes it? She's brought more RICO cases in Georgia in the last two years than that office had brought in 10 years combined. And to help her and her staff with using that powerful tool in her arsenal, she brought in an expert on RICO and appointed him special assistant district attorney. Just as the Manhattan DA's office has brought in experts to supplement their team, to fill out their bench in areas of the law that are important to them as they go after the Trump and Trump organization and those around him, Fawny Willis has brought in a RICO expert. So let's marry these two things together. Today, during a 10-minute part of an hour-and-a-half hearing, 
Fawdy Willis herself has heard from. She tells the court, I do not want the report from the special purpose grand jury released because I'm worried about fairness and justice for multiple defendants in the present tense. And the decision, and she said it this way, you've seen the report, judge, so have I. Decisions are imminent. So she, you know, the judge made it very clear at the top of the hearing that he did not want any revelations about what was in the report or not in the report. But Fawny Willis looked at him and said, there's two people in this room that have seen the report and it's you and me and decisions are imminent. Like she didn't wink, but it was obvious. Like, you know what's in there, judge. You know what I'm looking at and you know the decisions that I got to make and the people that are in there. And that's what's coming. So we're going to follow here. Judge McBurney made it clear at the top of the hearing he was not going to rule from the bench, and he did not rule from the bench. He said, I'm going to make a deliberative decision based on past history. We can expect it the next three to five days. And he'll leave time for both sides to object, maybe have a follow-up hearing, or leave time for an appeal. He'll probably stay his order one way or the other and allow the losing party to get an appeal which would have to ultimately go to the Georgia Supreme Court. So we're not going to see that report one way or the other anytime soon, because I think the judge is probably going to, probably in balancing the scale, is going to side with Fawdy Willis. But then the media is going to appeal, and he's probably going to stay his order. We won't have to, we won't know the result of that for quite some time. That does not, however, stop Fawdy Willis from convening a regular grand jury and seeking the indictment of multiple defendants imminently. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Midas Touch is unapologetically pro-democracy. And look, we know you are too. So please make sure you check out our best-selling shirt and our best-selling gear, the unapologetically pro-democracy gear. And hey, while you're at it, make sure you check out my favorite shirt and one of our most famous designs. It wasn't rigged, you're just a loser. At store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.